the comic book pit. Okay. Welcome back to the Comic Book Pit Podcast. This is episode 328. I'm your host, Dan, and with me, as always, in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we got Scott. What's up, people? And we got Link. Hello. And this is, uh, our last episode was our uh, comic book review episode, and this, uh, our alternating episodes are just... Um, Basic, just a uh, kind of roundtable discussion episodes. Uh, no specific topic. Um, from week to week, we just kind of talk about what we talk about. Usually, it's comic book related or pop culture related in some way, shape, or form. So, um, we'll uh, we uh, threw out the uh, threw out the bat signal to uh, today to you know to see if we get any uh, any listener responses to see if there's anything people wanted us to talk about. And uh, I figured the first one, um, oh, I just had it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was right there. Uh, terrible, yeah. terrible. Um, from our uh, friends over at the McSauce podcast, uh, Paul McGinty asks, um, has anyone, anyone been watching Preacher, and what are your thoughts versus the comic? Ah, uh, see. that's so. a, it's, a, it's loaded because... Um, I read the original comic, but I have not watched the show. Okay. Like, I watched the first season, mm-hmm. and... The first season wasn't anything like the... Yeah. It was nothing... The first season was basically, like, the first A issue. prequel, yeah. The first issue of the book. Like, it was all packed in there, you know, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. them. But I was like, they're going to stay in this town for a while? Like, yeah. this makes no sense to me at all. Um, but it does look like, just from the the television commercials that I've seen... That they actually do move through the material, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty legit. But yeah, I just didn't um, stick around yeah. for for that. Eh, I might watch it someday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so I I read or I watched. Uh, there I think what, there's four seasons of the show. I think. Yeah. I so I, I watched three seasons. I haven't watched the last season. Yeah. But I never read the comics, so I can't. Uh, can't put. Duke it and I can just put our brains together and formulate yeah. an opinion for you. But uh, I mean, I've, I really enjoyed the show being totally clueless about the comic book. Um, I thought the the end of the first season was like a big like, yeah, because I had no clue that you know how things turn out in the oh, comic. Okay. So I was just like, oh, uh, that was weird that we spent all this time building and then we just blew it all up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To be honest, I think I think the show might play out a little better without commercials. Like, that it too. Was, I think oh, okay. that was one of the things that really drug it down. They like just like it broke up the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And some most shows, I I'm okay with that, but I I don't think that show was written for commercials. No, it it doesn't so. seem like it. And then 
Um, I felt as if the second season dragged a lot. Okay. And see, and that was my problem with the like, first. The first I was invested in. It was yeah. interesting. I was just like, okay, you're building this universe. Right. Cool. The the second, like, it felt like the farm season of The Walking Dead where they just kind of hung out and yeah. nothing happened. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, things happened here and there, but it just felt like so drawn out. Yeah. Or the, um, it's kind of a bummer, but that's how, that's how Fear of the Walking Dead is now, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. That's like it got good for a season and uh, now it's already then, okay they That's fell right back into like mm. everybody's it's like an amc budget thing they're like you, you only get this much money the so only thing, the thing <laughs> you have like three sets to choose from they started to make me believe again that no one was safe and like mm-hmm. this show had you know um you know something you know they had something to lose and now it's been a y- over a year since anyone has been knocked off the cast. Mm. You know, it just seems like everyone's lucky. Yeah. Everyone's safe on that show. So, okay. There's no fear. You know? <laughs> and, and not many walking deads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, it, a- AMC's very hit or miss. Yeah. I think with their shows lately, yeah. hopefully they don't screw up the, the thing. Breaking bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's another what, one to the, go on a tangent, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah the, the the movie. Well, that's the that's, movie. That's, that's I guess a, it's that's Netflix. A Netflix. That's Netflix. So sure, okay. So that should be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I well, I'll just throw my my two cents in, which is uh, very brief. But as far as the preacher show versus the comic, um, I didn't even make it the entire first season. I made it like maybe the first right. two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you know, because I I love the comic series so much. I, I didn't feel like it was even necessary to try and watch the show. Yeah. Because it, it, maybe it's unfair to say, oh, you know, nothing could live up to the series. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's true. And, and, and nothing against the show. If someone wants to make a show about it, great. More power to you. I just feel like I don't need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fair. I watched the first episode, um, like the first two episodes out of, like, curiosity. It didn't – it didn't – it just – I mean, I think I – I would have watched it if it had hooked me. It didn't hook yeah. me. I yeah. think I think a lot of the casting and characters are really good. The the main overall plot, I'm just sort of like, eh. But like, yeah. the characters themselves are interesting. One one of the funny things about the comic is um, Cassidy never shows his eyes. Oh right? yeah, like he, throughout yeah. the entire book, he always has his glasses okay. on. So at the end of the series, when he takes them off, you're like, oh man, this dude's messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a thing. But in the you know, in the yeah. in the show, they're just like, yeah, we can't do that, mm-hmm. and he looks normal. So yeah. it's like he's not he's not a ghoul, you know. Yeah. But like in the comic, he looks like a ghoul. You know, he looks like gotcha. Yeah, like he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, ah, yeah. You know, this guy's gonna hurt me. Well, you know, plus the like the, the the series had, I mean, so many. I forget how many issues. See, I, I didn't I didn't read it until it came out in trades. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I was one of the the late comers to the that was a. Um, to uh, the me- media play. Oh, era. okay. Yeah. See, for me, it was um, I uh, I kept hearing about Preacher, and finally, I think um, I just broke down and I bought like the first trade at like Phantom of the Attic, and um, I think the very next day I went back and bought the second one. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and and that's something I was just listening to another show uh, today, and they were they were talking about Preacher, um. Uh, this person on this podcast was saying that, you know, when he gives comics to non comic book readers, he always tries to give preacher, but he tries to give the first two trades because, you know, cause like, like the first trade is okay, but the second story arc is when mm-hmm. things really 
start to gel like when they really find their footing yeah and the 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 story um just really takes off yeah you know um which i agree with i mean you know the 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 first few um issues that sort of were you know good but same thing like i remember when i read the second trade i was like okay this this is for real yeah like this is good stuff like i after that i was like boom 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 i was like that's what I, I, cu- I couldn't stop reading it. That's what I, that year, the year or two years that media play was in business in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I went at least once a week and I bought an, a trade and I, I went through preacher and uh, trans metropolitan and why the last man. Oh, I mean, that was, that was Sandman. That was like the golden age of vertigo. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And that's every week I'd walk in and I'd be like, there's the next issue. You know, like mm-hmm. preacher. That's how I did it. I just knocked him out. Yeah. Over a couple of weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good times. Yeah. <laughs> it was a golden age. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. You know, once what, you know, when I, you know, when I came to the end of preacher, I mean, I felt like, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt like like real emotion. Like, when it was over, it was I was like, wow. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. That was like the perfect end to the perfect series. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. And to even, you know, to try to make something else out of it, just like, nah, I, that that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't need that. So I never, yeah, you know, when that when they, it was announced that they were doing a series, a TV series, I was like, ah, yeah, not interested. So. Yeah, I always like I always like stories that kind of analyze that whole, you know. You know, it's the heaven and hell kind of, mm-hmm. you know, people's different uh, perspectives on afterlife and stuff like that. And um, but I didn't need to go down that road again with that one. I think that's why I didn't. The, yeah, like the mm-hmm. show. It was, it was pretty. To, it was pretty heavy. I feel like it wasn't going to add anything to that, you know, theme. Yeah, exactly. And um, but like something like uh, Second Coming, which is new. Yeah. That's what I feel like is the the child of. Of like a preacher book, you know. Sure. It's like yeah. A, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, or you get to it's like okay, this is a different perspective. You know, it's the same kind of material, you know, but but it's kind of you know, it's just a different point of view mm-hmm. from it. So, and you know, I a big fan of certain points of view. You know, <laughs> yes. To reference Star Wars, um, <laughs> from a certain point of view. Yeah. So, there's that. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. Um, we had. Let me pull it up here. Uh, that was on. Uh, that was a uh, Paul who who hit us on Twitter, and then we had um, on our Facebook uh, Facebook page. Um, let me find it. It was a question about where someone could take comic book classes in Pittsburgh. That's a feedback, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I thought maybe that was my phone at first, okay. but I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I've tried moving it, but it, yeah, I moved mine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was uh, Eric McKelvey. Uh, where can someone take comic book style art courses in Pittsburgh? Um, oh. I, I gave this some thought, and I even I, I tried looking up uh, before um, leaving my house for the studio. I tried doing a quick search, and. Um, you know, unfortunately, Eric. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's taken kind of a hit in the in the arts uh, yep. arena lately. Um, the Tunesium is gone. I mean, it's it's 
Yeah, it's it's a pop, it's pop pop up for now. Yeah, 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 I mean, and they're 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 going through the process of making a comeback, but that's mm-hmm. still a little ways away. Yeah, um, you know the, the and the they, art institute. The art institute took a nosedive. Yeah. I mean, they're they're gone, and so um, I kind of thought about it, and I thought about how um, you know I never really, and I, you know Scott, I'm sure you've got a similar story, but um, you know I, I never took any comic book art classes right. or really any art classes whatsoever until I went to the art institute. Right. Um, I was always just kind of a self-taught uh, drawing, you know, I'll, artist or whatever. I'll say the and yeah, the great and if you maybe you're going to say this too, but the greatest thing I ever had was uh, how to draw comics the Marvel way. I was going to say so, yeah, grab yourself a copy of How to Draw Comics the the Marvel way. Yeah. Um which is is more <laughs> It's almost more nostalgic than it is instructive. Yeah, there's there is some basic ex- instruction in there. Um, I would also, um, as far as uh, you know, b- book learning, I would pick up a copy of Scott McCloud's Making Comics. Yeah. Um, I would also pick up um, a copy of, I think it, oh, it's is her name Jessica Abel. It's um, words and uh, making words and drawing pictures or something like that. It's oh. I, I forget the name of the book, but it's. Um, have something to do with words and pictures yeah um but honestly um i would also because we didn't have this growing up but um i would you know find some of your favorite artists follow them on social media because a lot of them will put out like for sure yeah you know like they're uh they'll they'll do streaming of you know like live stream Mm -hmm. a lot of their art processes They'll answer questions for you. Yeah, there's uh, you no know. shortage of informative Twitter threads out there for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, yeah, they'll, Facebook. They'll go off. <laughs> you ask them a question, you'll get like a twelve, yeah, reply response or something. Yeah, absolutely. I think somebody like uh, like I know Adam Hughes is most you know pretty much self-taught. He, um, mm-hmm. I think he was just really into uh, mixing medias. He really liked markers. He really liked colored pencils, mm-hmm. and then he taught himself how to use photoshop and to do his coloring and you know uh, effects and stuff like that and i think that's a lot of it too is you kind of figure out what you want what do you want to do and then you just you you teach yourself i mean a lot of times that's Mm -hmm. what you know um but yeah even going to the art institute way back when there were no i i i was like oh i I really want drawing classes yeah there'll be yeah there was no drawing classes there was a, you know, except for like, here's some still life basic classes. Yep. And then they move you into the next quarter and you're like, oh, you're just doing ad mock-ups. Yep. You know, from there on. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's um, a lot. Yep. Yeah. Now there are, you know. It's commercial art, you know, so. There's um, the uh, sweet, uh, it's called Sweetwater Center for the Arts still exists. Um, they offer adult art classes. Um I don't know that they offer any comic art classes, but yeah. you know it probably doesn't hurt to check there. I think their art classes change periodically, so you could check there. Um, there are also, um, I mean, there are um, actual institutions like there's the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There's the 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 Kubert School. Yeah. If that even does that even still exist? The I, I still see those ads in the comics. Yeah. It must exist. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, so you know, yeah. a, a lot of those places offer. Um, and they, like court based like like correspondence courses for lack of a better term yeah. like you know uh, online courses. Um, but uh, the other thing I was going to say, and I think Scott, I think you can you can personally attest to this, but 
Um, you know, if, if, if you're friends with people, like if you go to comic shops and you hang out with people that go there that are maybe other artists, like find yeah. other artists to hang out with. Right. I mean, that's what, you know, I probably learned more from hanging out with like you and Barry Link, Mikey Wood, yeah. Marcel, Nick Marino, Sean Atkins, Jared, Brian. you know, our buddy Jared, who's also on the show. Yeah. I mean, Brian, yeah. I mean, you can learn more by hanging out with like-minded people yeah. than sometimes you can, you know, right, because instructional videos and books and stuff. Everything that we've collaborated on is because we, you know, we, we had all met through, uh, you know, just different networks like that, like comic book, comic book shows, comic, mm-hmm. comic shops. Yeah. And stuff like that. And yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And, um, or like, you know. look up, look around, just keep your eyes open for like, uh, meetups, you yeah. know, I mean, if is, is meetup.com still a thing? Maybe. <laughs> um, I think that all those things are still things, you know, you know, like you think that and it's like, yeah, that is still yeah, there. I, I they just don't advertise it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> check, look for meetups, look for, uh, drink and draws. Look yeah. For, there's a, there's still a Dr. Sketchy drink and draw in the, in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Which, uh, I want to say is in Dormont. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Eric, so I, there's nothing like, like as there's nothing structured out there. <laughs> you you kind of just have to get creative and there um, are a few colleges that offer art programs as well, but I couldn't think of any yeah. of them offhand. So. Yeah. If you're looking for like, like an actual structured course, they exist. I can't think of yeah. any specifically in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Um, but they're out there. But if you're looking for something like non-traditional or, uh, cheap or free, you know, if if you get creative, you'll you'll find a way. Yeah, you know, to to learn. Like I said, if not from peers and friends and other right. like-minded fans and artists, um, like I said, uh, you know, hit up social media, mm-hmm. look for other um, artists in the area, look for look for for pro artists online. I mean, this is like a golden age of. Of information information yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i mean you know i mean it, 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 it's funny to think like none of this existed when in, in our in our formative years yeah. you know i mean we learned everything <laughs> from uh tracing out of comics yeah and like you know tr- and just drawing different, in our school notebooks yeah. and you know different creators also probably have patreons where they'll probably you yeah. know, give explanations yeah. of their techniques and stuff for like a small yeah. subscription, you know, whatever, give them you that's know, a, five bucks a month or something and yeah, you get access to their everything. Yeah. yeah. That's always handy. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Patreon's a great, yeah. great place for uh, maybe, you know, little probably F- artists. Find out. an artist you like and yeah. they probably have something. I'm sure there are yeah, artists that offer like one-on-one. Mm, yep. You know, either, uh, you know, they'll might do um, uh, portfolio yeah. reviews or tutorials or, you know, offer like a Skype session mm-hmm. and something like that. Yeah, for sure. I so, think, I think, uh, non-structured is the way to go for something for that like matter. This. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm part of the seven by seven comics. Give a, give a little shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, you know, we did a subscription thing. We brought on, uh, you know, somebody we didn't know, you know, like we're, we, we all felt like we were kind of like this cozy group, but we're also mm-hmm. like, we need fresh blood and we brought another person in. Even though subscriptions aren't open, maybe they're open. You know, like send your send your stuff in. Yeah. You know, and just be like, hey, I'm I'm working on this, and you know, we'll give you feedback. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 
but it is like yeah. you reminded me because like uh with our patreon we do have like a tier where we'll actually do some instructional type you know discussion mm-hmm. and help people out but also like if you just if you just speak up we'll probably speak back you yeah. know what i mean so it's not like yeah I mean, oh, you got to pay your way in no, you, know, you know no one was <laughs> no one came out of the womb being like a perfect artist yeah you know you're Except, except, except for Alex Ross, <laughs> I was going to say Jack for, Kirby or Jack Kirby. Jack, Jack, Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby was was born at the age of forty <laughs> with a cigar in his mouth, punching Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, everybody started somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing I was going to suggest, you know, when we're talking about like social media, like don't be afraid to post your stuff. Yeah. Like find find mm-hmm. groups to post your stuff yeah. to. Ask for feedback. Ask for you know collaboration do yep. an art jam do you know just try anything oh and, and and you know what um you know keep an eye out on the comic book pit uh social media because mm-hmm. we're probably gonna organize another drink and draw oh, at yeah. some point yeah um we had one in july at brew gentleman yeah and that was a lot of fun uh so we're probably gonna organize one in the fall okay so if that's you know if that's something you can you can come out to then you absolutely should yep so yeah uh, nice. But but great uh, great question, Eric. Because that's like, like I said, that was something that um, it really made me th- think. Because it, it made me realize, I'm like, man, our the landscape changed. Yeah, yeah, everything <laughs> changed. <laughs> you know, where where we used to have a lot to offer. Yeah, I mean, now it's like like I said, this is like a you yeah, have to like get creative. City. Yeah, yeah. You know, no pun intended. You have to get creative yeah. in order to really to yeah. The 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 classes don't exist. You almost got to make your own classes. Right. Yeah, you got to be you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but thanks for that question. It really it was a good, uh, good one. Um, so, um, so we were talking about uh, kind of little segues since we mentioned like hanging out at comic stores and stuff. And I had an opportunity uh, recently to uh, meet up my meet up with my first uh, dealer. My yeah, my first oh, dealer. Yeah. My, my my first. Uh, comic book retailer um who i'm still friends with uh, even though he doesn't have a store anymore um but uh i got to see uh pat donnelly recently and uh it was it was fun kind of hanging out with him did you and go, did you did you do one of his infamous basement sales well he or had a he and his wife just sale. had a had a yard sale like an actual just like regular yard sale but he did have some of his his stuff out which i yeah you know Managed to take off That's his hands. Awesome. <laughs> got a few things. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it just got me thinking. I mean, Pat's a great guy. And, you know, whether he, you know, ever gets back into comic retail or not, I mean, we're still going to be friends. He's a he's a, just a great guy to, to know. Um, and it just got me thinking about just how um, hanging out at his store, in, you know, in my teenage years was just real formative. I mean, it really, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that I um, read – came from his you know from either his suggestions or what he you know purchased and had in stock like his you know i mean his knowledge of the industry and the creators and i mean you know he didn't just have like just whatever you know marvel and dc and like oh here's all the whole all the image crap i mean like that's where i bought like sin city for the first time oh yeah uh um yeah and uh uh, Grendel Warchild and Watchmen and I mean just um, and and you know beyond that it was just like hanging out at the comic store as a teenager was like 
amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like, especially during the summers. I mean, I w- it's like I would get up, I would, um, you know, have breakfast, brush my teeth, whatever, uh, do some chores around the house. And then basically for the rest of the day, like the, the comic store, like it was walking distance and it was maybe just like a mile away, if that. And uh, it's like if I wasn't at home, if I wasn't at my friend's house, I was at Time Tunnel. Yeah. Like my mom had Time Tunnel's phone number on the fridge. Because, <laughs> you know, like she would call there yeah. either looking for me or to say like, hey, on your way home, pick uh, up a loaf of bread, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, it just got me thinking about like, oh, my, my first comic shop, you know. Like, so like what was like your first um, comic shop like you know i mean no matter what age like like not not everyone's lucky enough to have yeah, one like, when they were honestly, growing up you know yeah because it shows how old i am but i uh <coughs> i only i had a newsstand you know so <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't have a comic shop you yeah. know but um but i was fortunate enough to have my mom work in the craft shop right next door to the newsstand okay so yeah. i could give her instructions you know to pick up <laughs> G.I. Joe and Transformers and Star Wars. Like, that was what mm-hmm. I, those were my books. And I'm like, I need these. Make sure you get them, you know, before they rip the covers off and sh- ship them back. You know, so she would check. I mean, she was awesome about it, you know. Um, my mom always encouraged, uh, you know, my, my geekery and nerdery and all that stuff. Ms. So. Ms. Hedlund, you're the bomb. She is the bomb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but my first comic shop was uh lock haven which is in northern if jared was here he'd be like i know where i know exactly where because it's near williamsport (laughs) but um but uh in high school my friend aaron and i uh he's like we're we're gonna take a we're gonna do a comic shop tour like and there's two shops you know and there's the one in lock haven which i don't think exists anymore and i don't remember the name and there's one there now called Nerd Haven for anybody wondering. Um, so we stopped at that one first, and that was my first store, which was it was pretty cool. Um, and we stayed over at his aunt's house, and then we went to Patty's Paperbacks the next day in State College. Oh, okay. And I believe you went. I I want to say that you were. Did you go to a shop recently in State College or no? I did. It was called uh, the Comic Swap. And it's down the steps. Yes. That's the one. Okay. That's the same. I, I believe that back then, maybe it had, maybe it was called that, but I thought it was called Patty's way back when. Okay. And they had like three different stores at, you know, in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went and that was my, like my first, um, you know, buying like, uh, the old Excalibur, like, cause I, I started reading it with issue four mm-hmm. and I, f- I got the first three issues and then I got the captain Britain trade and I felt like, you know, advanced because yeah. I was buying stuff that was from overseas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And, um, you're like, I'm, I'm cultured in that. Yeah. So that was it. I mean, and that was it until I, uh, moved to Pittsburgh and then I had the pit, you know, um, I think it was called or con- I, I'm still calling it Comic Book Pit. Uh, no, what was it called? Bill's. Bill and Walt's Hobby oh, Shop. Oh, okay. Bill and Walt's downtown. And, uh, you know, I was with them f- through all of school from there. So that became the place then. But it's like over the years, it's just, you know, it evolves, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
Infinity out in Murraysville, Infinity Comics, and then there was, um, you know, Phantom of the Attic in Oakland, of course. Yep. And which is where you and I met. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, Pittsburgh Comics now, you know, and Heroes, and you know, and then all of the all the uh, um, New Dimension stores now too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I feel like when we hit. When I got in, like, started to go to the new dimension, I feel like I felt like that's when, you know, like the birds soaring, you know, like <laughs> the, the country is wide, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and we're seeing everything now. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's funny, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll even give a shout out to Ides because back then, like, when I was in art school, I mean, that was also a place I could walk to and yeah. actually go. Yeah, you know. Um, well, you know, we're dig. we could dig deep into boxes there. Yeah. Well, we've, so. and we've said this uh, a hundred times probably on this show, like throughout the years, but like, you know, we're, and, and I was talking about this with, with Pat when I saw him that he, you know, he, he was saying there's approximately like just a rough count without even going, you know, really detailed. There was, you know, he counted at least 24, 25 mm-hmm. shops in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. And, I mapped it on Google for us at, like, yeah, that's at one right. time. And there and it's and just it, growing. It's there's just more now. Yeah. yeah. I mean we're just it, it's like an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we're we're just our town is just filthy with comic book shops. <laughs> filthy know. comic geeks. That's right. <laughs> but but that's because, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is one of those one of those weird uh areas where um you know every uh, every direction is full of neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, we right. don't have just one city. Right. We've got a city and then northeast, southwest. Every neighborhood has a cluster of comic shops. Right. And and the other thing about Pittsburgh is if, if, if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh, if you're from a certain area, nine times out of ten, you do not stray very far yeah. from that area. Right. Well, mostly because you don't have to. It's like everyone's got the same stuff. Yep. In right. every, but if you're, you know... Unless unless you're not from here, which I'm not, I'm not from Pittsburgh, and I, yeah. And so I I don't feel an attachment to any one area, and I just am like, yeah, like or oh well, this store didn't have it, I'll just run to Monroeville, right? Or I'll just yeah. run to North Hills, like I don't, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm unstoppable, you know. I'll <laughs> yeah. find my collectibles. Well, and and, and, <laughs> and not to mention like the, the the secondary type of market of comics where you've got places like. Half price books. Oh yeah, um, Ollie's. The exchange. Discount, the exchange. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, Ollie's. Ollie's you can Ollie's. get comics like I mean, the, the places we used to get comics, you can't get comics anymore. Like drugstores and grocery stores. Or, uh, mm-hmm. Walden Books. Yeah, the bookstores. Yeah. You know, orders. Yeah, but media play. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what about you, Link? Your, uh, um, my, well, I don't, I don't have as interesting of stories because I really only had one comic book shop and that was phantom <laughs> yeah That's before awesome. that it was you know uh walden books yeah um and then uh i went to ides once or twice but like it wasn't like my comic shop it right was just, i bought a trade there once or something yeah. <laughs> and then i as as uh offensive as this is to say amazon that oh, was yeah. my access yeah when oh, i was yeah. when i had it when i first got my job i had an actual disposable income i, I didn't drive so i didn't really yeah. have easy access I lived in Millville, so yeah. if I wanted to get to Phantom or anywhere, it was like two bus rides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't happening. So it was just huh. Amazon <laughs> buying trade awesome. paperbacks. Yeah. It was such a weird, different experience from like almost everybody else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, were you... That's cool. 
like so was this like a chicken and the egg situation like what came first like were you already a fan of were you a fan of comics and then you found comic shops or did you find comic shops and then kind of become a fan of I comics? was I was a fan from everything that wasn't comics okay <laughs> uh. Car- cartoons trading cards I I had piles of Marvel and like those X-Men trading cards that, yeah. that we were talking about that's what got me into comic books nice. okay not comic books so you yeah. kind of came in like the back door yeah. yeah 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 i did like a reverse fan thing yeah but yeah um yeah i want to say my first comic book stuff might have been like the tim burton batman movie or something like that oh, okay then yeah. marvel was like the the cartoons that they were airing on fox like x-men and, mm. and oh, yeah. spider-man and all oh, that yeah. stuff yeah so, th- so that so that would have been what like in mid to late 90s yeah yeah I feel yeah. I think that's a story we like. You, you hear a lot. Like that's a lot of people's kind of gateway. Mm-hmm. Were those animated series? Yeah. From the nineties. Oh, I heard yeah. that. Uh, and trading cards and toys. You probably yeah. heard this too. That I I believe X Men is going to be on Disney Plus. Right? Oh, I did hear about that. Yep. Yeah. 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 Their old cartoon. It's yeah. like what? So then, it's not like, a good cartoon at all. Let me just state that. <laughs> yeah. No, but like the. Uh, <laughs> but it did its job. Uh, didn't. Nick Marino deconstruct. I, yeah. I was just about to say if yeah. I, I don't I don't think they finished the series, but if you can find the episodes, they're really funny. Where yeah. they, uh, I forget who who was on the show with them, but they did an episode by episode breakdown, breakdown. of mm-hmm. the X Men animated series, <laughs> and it just it's hilarious to listen to. But it, at this also you know when you're like, oh my god, this show sounds awful. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um, never. I, I I never. I might have watched the first few episodes just because it was the X Men. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. The but, but I didn't. Australian Wolverine was. Well, that was when that, was, that, that was, was the pilot. One? That was what? that was the pilot they were going to do. The pilot was. Well, that, no, that's when they was they or guest was starred on Spider Man and his well, amazing friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, okay. Yeah. Okay. But but the pilot for the X Men cartoon, which the this is useless trivia, um, that the video game is based on, like the old arcade, yeah. like big beat em up game yeah um that i guess there was a pilot episode and like that team was going to be the original x-men and wolverine oh. was also australian in that oh wow yeah if you if you go on youtube and just google yeah. or search for like australian yep. wolverine you'll find it he, it's funny i think that'd make my day if uh if uh they introduced a, an australian wolverine to the marvel universe yeah <laughs> yeah just the just the bridge that gap well they had hugh jackman well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know in a way that's that is kind of funny. Yeah, that is true. Well, you know, and um, I remember when they were first talking about like <laughs> talking about casting for Wolverine way back in the day before the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe was yeah. a name that was oh, yeah. th- was thrown out there. Jor-El. as a as a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I'll get his name. Right. Which I could, see, I mean, you know, I could see him as Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fighting mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my my uh, to go back to comics. My first comics I was actually buying from Amazon and all that stuff was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. oh okay. That was like my first consistently. Bendis. Yeah, Bendis was technically like my first like ongoing okay writer that I read. And because it was such a unique thing with him and him and uh, Mark Bagley doing like a hundred issues. Oh yeah. When the art changed, I was like, wait, does this? What's this about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, or? I was like, why? Why they do this? Real. Why does the art look different? Yeah. And then Nothing yeah, I didn't realize anymore. that that was just what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of um. Yeah, some of the first stuff I bought, um, well, it wasn't at a comics. I, I don't remember what I bought at, like when I first started shopping at Time Tunnel. 
but I do remember, um, you know, some of my gateway reading material, um, you know, things that led me into reading monthly issues, um, were actually two trade paperbacks that I bought. Um, I got for my birthday that I was allowed to pick out, um, from Walden books at South Hills village mall. Um, the first one was Batman year one. Okay. And the other one was, um, the first justice league international trade paperback. And those two books, like, set me on a course <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> of i mean just i mean and, and you want to talk about two very polar opposite books you've got like frank miller and david <laughs> mazzucchelli telling it like yeah. a, a crime yeah. like his crime noir batman story which was still to this day is That's one of my favorite great. stories yeah. mm-hmm. and then you've got keith giffen uh jam dematteis and kevin mcguire telling a, a superhero sitcom yeah story but still something I had never seen before. I'm like, wait, superheroes could be funny. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, two. I mean, th- those are two, um, books that to this, like I will go back and reread and they're still, Oh yeah. They're, they, they hold up and they're, they're, like they're timeless. They the still, art, the art in both of them are. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Those are two yeah. that I, yeah, I, I will always read those books. Um, Let's see. So what else we got to talk about? Oh, um, yeah. I, I figure since we mentioned it last episode, um, Batman with James Tinian the fourth. Oh, right. Yeah. The, oh, new, yeah. the new creative team, um, which I mean, that caught me off guard because we were all thinking, you know, yeah, we, we out there. We kind of made some predictions a few months ago, none of which came true. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I forgot about James Tinian the fourth. I I think that summarizes James Tinney in the fourth. Not to like I like reading his yeah. stuff, but I'm never like, oh. No, it's... I always felt like he was kind of like a, I don't want to say, I, I felt like he he kind of just always followed in Scott Snyder's yes. footsteps. Yeah, yeah. I kind of assumed that it was like his pen name or like, something. Yeah, I maybe he needs to change his name because that I think too. that's just it's <laughs> it it's it doesn't stick on your brain at all. Well, yeah. Well, not, it, like that's if he fair. just went with like Jim. You know, you know how like uh, Jackson Jackson Geis was, and then Butch, he became Butch. Butch Geis. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but who's mm. Butch Geis? Yeah, he's not, he's <laughs> oh, not, he's that guy. Oh, sounds okay. like a tough guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he needs is some well, sort of, you know. I can't. There's nothing. I mean, so you know, he's been around yeah. for a few years, but I can't think of any one thing that he's ever written that it's like, oh, that's a great story. Yeah. He wrote he's some like, good Batman stuff. Like that's yeah, all he's, I know. Yeah, he's him. written good Batman stuff. Yeah. He wrote, I mean, he followed all of Scott Snyder's stuff or filled in for him here and there. He did both the Batman Eternal books with other writers, but mm-hmm. I think he, I kind of felt as if he's just like the 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 fill-in writer for. He's like the one who connects all the yeah he the always, other stuff. He always struck me as more of a like a, just a like a journeyman. Yeah, like he's just kind of like a like a ham and egger. Yep. He just comes in and just like, <laughs> he just gets the job done, but yeah. he's not he's Meat not gonna potatoes. like he's not you know like ten years from now are we gonna look back and be like oh yeah those are you know like or twenty years from now like are you gonna pick him out as like a quintessential Batman writer yeah probably not yeah well because he's always he was always in Snyder's shadow maybe with this next uh, yeah yeah I mean I, you, I yeah I maybe so. I, I mean, mean it sounds like a lot of people aren't real happy with the current there's you know, that with yeah Tom King. sure yeah with Tom so. 
Maybe it'll, maybe yeah. it'll make the light shine brighter on. I mean, I, I I appreciated that he he was the guy who focused on everything Tom King wasn't focusing on because Tom King was like, I'm writing about Batman. Did you? And see that's pretty the, much all I'm writing did about. Did you see that? That that's what. Uh, Tin, what's his name? Tinian. Tinian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Tyrion. Tyrion. Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion Lannister, Lannister the fourth. <laughs> yeah, the fourth. Um, but Tinian, he had tweeted and he said, I can't wait to do a Bruce Wayne story. Okay. Like that's, I was like, oh, okay. You know, so sure. It sounds like he's going to, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. Well, try to take a different turn. Well, you know, so. and, and what's funny is, um, you know, one of the books that I talked about in our last episode was yeah. written by James Tinian, the fourth that, yeah. Something is killing the children. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a good first issue. And you know, I, you know, I, I can't say that the guy is not, you know, he's not a good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, I just never really pictured him writing Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like, yeah, he's he's probably a good fill-in writer, and maybe it's different when he writes his own stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess I was just looking for someone a little more dynamic. Yeah. To, you know, to, yeah, shake to write. Up. I yeah. mean, that, that's kind of. Well, that was um, like Detective Comics. They just Tomasi did the what what the one thousandth issue, which is also kind of like okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I like Peter Tomasi's writing a lot, but it's also one of those names, and I'm like, oh boy. I I feel like Peter that's Tomasi. like it's almost like yeah, it's like house style. Yeah. It's like DC yeah. has has a look and feel that they never want to change. You know, mm-hmm. and they'll just like these guys do it. And we're just gonna keep it going. Yeah, you know, and then everyone's then you get a Scott Snyder who's like, yeah, you know, he's big, yeah, uh, loud kind of character. Yeah. But if you if, but, if you need someone just to like, like you know, turn in some like just just to keep a book going, it's like, uh, see what Dan Jurgens is up to, yeah, or yeah. see what Dan, right. see what yeah. Dan DiDio is up <laughs> to, their house guys. see yeah. what Scott Lobdell is up to, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, I don't. I guess we'll see when when does he take over. 80, I know it's 86, 86 which yeah. uh, they're on like 82 now? Yeah. So it's like, I guess, I guess maybe close to the end of the year. When the city of Bane ends, it's going to switch over. Yeah. And and then Tom King is going to a, like a Batman Catwoman yeah. book. Yeah, I think he's so. probably going to finish up the run he wanted to. In that. Which, yeah. Which is, I'm curious as to why, because it is, it is you know, James Tinney in the fourth, that they that he's getting ushered out like at this particular time, like what they're instead of doing a hundred issues, instead of doing a hundred issues, like yeah. why, why will you, why are you getting him off Batman? But like, according to Tom King, that's what he wants. Oh, like, okay. You know, that's what he wants. You know, it's like, oh, okay, it's not sure thing. Tom of, King. Yeah. yeah who, so who <laughs> that knows? doesn't sound suspicious at yeah, all. So who knows? <laughs> you know, wait, see, I thought I heard, and maybe I'm just completely wrong. I thought I heard that like Batman sales have been, I mean, it, it, Batman is still their highest selling book, but it's but it but for Batman it's like really low. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, like Batman's always going to be their flagship. See, I've you know. I've enjoyed it. I don't, but I but I, I think like uh, overall, I, I think it's I think it's very polarizing. I've enjoyed you know? it, but I will say in this l- later part, it hasn't been good. Like it's, but overall, I would say it's a good series. But mm-hmm. when. They went into the whole nightmare yeah. story. It became a nightmare oh, yeah. story. It was like, yeah. this can't run. Like, is it really like six or eight? Well, it feels if I mean around the dreams. time of the the wedding, people were like, Mm-mm-mm. right? Like and everybody that was just kind of like, that yeah, was a kick in the yeah the balls right there, basically. Yeah that that was that, that was rough. Yeah, 
Oh, and uh, and the artist is going to be Tony Daniel. Oh, that does not see. That's me. that's house. That's a mm, house. Yeah, style. Man. They're like, hey, we know this is like yeah. some good Batman stuff. We know it'll work. I didn't really care for him when he was when he. I mean, he he's been he's, on Batman. He, he always does Batman. He's, yeah, he's a great artist. He, too. he did like the whole battle for the cow yep. and all yeah. that stuff, and you know, it's he's fine. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. That's not what it's I want to think about when I see Batman though. Like, oh, right. it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And honestly, I'll probably pick up the first one, but I'm going to judge it on that one too. Like, yeah, I'll sure. Prob- I probably, if they don't hook me with something good, I'm not going to stick with it. I wouldn't be surprised if it changes by a hundred. Yeah. If they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to do somebody. I, else. I, I've already decided because I like <laughs> Tom King. Yeah. Even though he, yeah, he he's doing something weird right now, but I still like. Um, his analysis of people. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll keep reading him. You know, they, so. they've had so many great artists on Batman. You know, I mean, like, I mean, take um, Michael Jannon out of the, like, he's, he's been like the main guy. I mean, if you take him away, like some of the fill-in artists have been really great. I mean, like Clay Mann yep. has been oh, really yeah. good. Um, they had, um, oh crap. Who was the artist that did the, um, when when Bruce Wayne did the uh, he was on jury duty, oh, oh yeah. uh, uh, Lee Weeks, oh, oh yeah, Lee Weeks, amazing. Pull him out of the archives there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many Jeez. great artists like that. Guys that you know are, you just that's, would probably just jump on there and just like yeah, Tony Daniels just like that's that's not the artist you want for this for this new era. I feel like putting him on there as the artist. I feel like you're totally it's, taking a step back it's like yeah. you know what this is like is like you you know you're at the high school dance and you've been playing all these good songs but now they got to do a <laughs> slow one you know and then and so then like half the crowd's gonna get off mm-hmm. off the dance floor and go get a drink and that's mm-hmm. what it feels like i feel like i'm gonna get off the dance floor or or you know? <laughs> or, or, or the dj and, has to leave and someone's dad goes up and he's like yeah you guys like casey and the sunshine band yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it seems it definitely feels like a tonal shift. Yeah, uh, for yeah, this, it's, for it's, this it's, a, it's a step backwards. Yeah, it's, I don't want to say that that's what it is, but but I, but I do like the uh, more of the eye catching Batman. Otherwise, I'm just not going to read it because there's mm-hmm. there's just so much Batman out there that sure, it's, yeah, it's got to be the good. You know, well, the, this the is. One I mean, watch. it's it went from what it's it went from. I'm probably forgetting somebody here, but it went from Morrison to Snyder. Yeah. To King, mm-hmm. to James T and the Fourth, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, the yeah. the, it, the it party's be, over. They're playing slow songs now. It should be going to someone and, like Rucka, yeah, or Fraction, yeah. or I mean, look at all the guys that like that have started working for doing work for DC since Bendis came over. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like Rucka and Fraction. Yeah, or you know, like, hey, Rick Remender, what are you doing? Try, yeah, try Batman. But on for you never like, know, like. Like get get someone get some fresh blood in there, you know. Maybe with Tinian, they're, you know, they're like we need somebody's more architectural, you know. At least like Bendis has this crazy storyline that's going to involve Batman at some point, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, get him in there so that you know because maybe he can take cues better, yeah, than somebody like uh, Scott Snyder. Well, who's yeah, like, it, I'm going to railroad over what, what yeah, you're telling King, me. King was clearly he's steering his ship. Like, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. That's, yeah, maybe they need somebody that's a little more. Like hey, agreeable. Yeah, that's you know, fair. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, they might need someone so. who's like just just do enough to not burn the book to the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see though. 
It'll be yeah. in January probably, I think. So yeah, yeah, I didn't see when uh when this change was gonna take place. But yeah, it's only a few months away, so mm-hmm. it won't be too I guess yeah, after the new year. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yes we will. Yes we will. Um Well I think uh I don't know, I think we did pretty pretty good on this episode. Is there anything else uh anything anybody wants to talk about before we sign off any last minute uh Oh Duke, you went to uh Toy Palooza. I you did. want to talk about that real quick? Um yeah, I mean it's it's uh a toy show in Pittsburgh called Toy Palooza and uh run by the uh D- guys from D&E Collectibles who are super awesome dudes. Like I don't <laughs> even feel like I ha- <laughs> They're just so they're so nice and like good guys and like and they've they've gotten they've they've hit like this uh, golden well of of toys in Sharpsburg. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they they've got a great store. Oh, it's yeah. amazing! And in fact, um, a friend, another friend, another you know, just from going to all these toy shows, yeah. I set up, I sell sell stuff out of my basement, kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to meet all these all these people that are into this scene and. Um, so my friend Hunter now works at D&E and, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen stopped in. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because he's producing a movie, uh, that's filming in Pittsburgh. It's something about a pickle <laughs> and it's not what you think, you know, it's <laughs> not, but basically it's like this guy works in a pickle factory and he, uh, gets stuck in a vat or something, but he wakes up in the present. It's like in the so in the okay. 1930s or something, and he comes sure. back to the present day, and that's the I guess that's the general concept of it. But he was film, you know, they're filming, and he just came in, and he was like, "Hey, I, you guys looked like you know, I heard about your store, and he wanted to come in and shop." And so I was that's like, awesome. "Holy crap, that's awesome!" Uh, but anyway, to back up, then these guys put on this show called Toy Palooza, and then they, uh, it it's hot metal, you know, down by the hot metal bridge in Southside, um, packed. I mean, packed with people, packed with toys. It's, um, you know, it's like six hours. It's such a different feel than like, and I don't want to bash Steel City Con. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Steel City Con's, a, you know, a three-day. Yeah. It's grueling for the for the retailers. Yeah. You know, but here's like these little toy shows pop up. and. But it's also that people going there specifically for toys. Right. I, they're not exactly. doing that Steel it's, City. There's no celebrities at, the, yeah. at this toy show. It's just... You go in, you pay like five to five to eight dollars, I think, mm-hmm. for entry. Um, it's a hundred percent toys and no gutter guys, you know, no gutter whatever. <laughs> no, and, no, no uh, junk sale. No yeah, and and also salesmen, the yeah. other thing, you know, the incentive, at least for as a vendor, there people are there to buy stuff. Like yeah. you're there for six hours and they know they got to make a decision. They're like, mm-hmm. I'll come back tomorrow and maybe I'll pick that up. <laughs> Nobody ever comes back like that. Yeah. But at a, at a one day show, everybody's like, yeah, I'll just take it. <laughs> you know, like people are ready to move mm-hmm. and it's so much fun. Um, and then, you know, and um, I'll, I'll, here's some, here's something that I don't know if, if you guys are comic book collectors, I'll even throw this out on the air, but D and E, acquired recently because they bought like a comic store's inventory mm-hmm. okay even though they're toy guys they're yeah. like yeah comics too you know and there's a huge comic presence at the show as well but they acquired i think 12 copies of the first appearance of harley quinn 
Oh. Whoa. And, you know, he put a photo up online. And he's just oh, holding them out like money. I saw that. I, f- I follow them on, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, I think those are 200 a piece. So, you know, it's basically yeah. like, you know, he's like, yeah, it's like cash. And, you know, and yeah. I'm just like cracking up because, and that's what I mean is these guys, they have stuff like that fall into their laps all the time. Like, it's just, and other, even other shops are like, how do you do it? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, they're just like, we just, but they're, they're right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like maybe location or whatever, but, um, you know, they're a magnet and a great shop and, uh, and it's a great show. Um, there's another one in March. So they do them every oh, okay. twice a year. So, um, but yeah, March 8th and yeah, there's a comic presence there. There's a De- dead Dale comics from Ohio comes in. It's a comic shop, and um, yeah, some other ones. I can't think of anybody else because, but he was right beside me, so okay, <laughs> kind of think of that one. Um, but you know, they're trying to introduce uh, that too. They're like, we're not just toys; we also have comics and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and a huge, you know, superhero representation in the toy field. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah, it's easy, easy peasy. So cool. Yeah, good times. I I still have not. I feel bad. I still have not been to one of their toy palooza shows. I I I, I need I think to it's go. Third, fourth one now. I think mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's I still always see it. New. Yeah, I always see it advertised when they have it, and I yeah. I just never yeah. never make it down there. But yeah. I, I should. It's. I mean, I, I it's just right down on the south side. It's easy to get to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it really like it's, is. It's not like it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Do you so. think it does it lean more um, old toys or modern toys or it's just everything? Everything. It's everything. But yeah, it yeah. definitely is old and new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You ought to you ought to check like follow them yeah. on like social media. Like okay. they always they're always posting like really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I had another talk. I don't want to talk about it though. It's too. It's, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of. It's late. Yeah. It's long in the tooth now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. next time. Yeah, put it in your back pocket for next <laughs> next episode. It'll be all yeah. wrapped up soon, right? What's that? House of X. Yeah, I have the House of X book, but it's the concept of it. Oh, okay. That oh, okay. I, I don't want to talk about. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll be here it's, for another hour. Yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> the workings. Well, it's like of a it. singular episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's a workings of kind of thing. Okay. So all right. Well, yeah. Well, I'll you know, that. We'll, we'll 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 circle back around to that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll um, request the discussion. You know, some Sunday when I'm like, oh, I can't be there, but you guys should discuss this. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll actually have to catch up on it then because I'm I'm woefully behind on my my hawks and pox. Yep. Oh yeah. So hawks and pox. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, so anything else, Link? You good? I'm good. All right. And Duke, you're all talked out. Oh yeah. All right. So I'll go ahead and close this one out. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 328 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I've been your host, Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studios, we got Scott. Have a good evening, folks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his swivel arm action, battle action grip. Trying to, trying to fade my voice. <laughs> and we got Link. See everybody. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. I can't even do it. Peace. (laughs)